case of emergency, the exits are here, 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 anywhere. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. We Name is Hades, Lord of the Dead. Hi, how you doing? We dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we carry on, we go home happy. What do you say? Come on. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to the Disney Guys Uncensored. My name is Andrew DeFusco. This is episode 10. Woohoo! Recorded on May 27th, 2019, and I'm back. I know you guys missed me. Uh, probably not. Uh, Bob and Jason did an amazing job holding up the fort. Uh, great episode. It was fun listening to the episode, kind of from a listener point of view. Uh, you guys did a great job. So, Bob, how, what's going on here? How are you doing today? Yeah, I got to tell you, I, I would like to say it's great to have you back, but it's not. And, uh, I, you know, I'll I tell you what, happy, <laughs> happy Memorial Day to everybody. If you can say Happy Memorial Day, I've always been one of those that I feel like saying Happy Memorial Day is a little bit of a misnomer. Again, um, much respect and love to anyone that has served or, or, or has passed serving. Uh, thank you for your ultimate sacrifice. Again, we probably couldn't do this podcast without that sacrifice. Are you so thinking I, the dead people? Uh, you know, I, I think we are. I think we are. Um, but ultimately, so you're essentially day, thanking yourself. <laughs> um, I, I would like to thank myself, you know, I, on behalf of myself, I accept the award for world's best podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, so guys, forgive me the Bruins game one Bruins blues is on right now. I may be a little distracted at times. I, I'm going to try to stay focused on what we're doing. Um, but I know Jay, you are swimming in some soup down there today, my friend. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm coming off a weekend where I went up and, and, and I'm sorry, I have to confess, I've been cheating on my beloved Disney. I went up to Water Country up near Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, Virginia. But it's okay. And I came back home to 104-degree heat without the heat index. That's that's a hundred straight 104 degrees. So, yeah. We're, oh, we're this just is a dry heat it. down there. This is a dry heat, oh, right? Oh, sure, sure. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> the deep south, like little Nicky. Uh, you know. Uh, Quick update well, anyways, here. Uh, uh, Blues 1, Bruins 0. Uh, that's Braden Shen with the goal at 723 of the first period. Well, on to some more excited stuff uh, <laughs> that we have people listening for. So on this week's episode, we're going to discuss Magic Bands, uh, 25 years of the Lion King, and the damn camel is back. It's Woo-hoo! great to have him back. I'll be honest. Uh, it's great to have him back. Um uh, our main segment this week, we're going to take a look at my recent trip to Walt Disney World while Jason and Bob share some of their uh, most uh, most recent trips as well. And lastly, Random House of Mouse is going to provide a spoiler-free Aladdin movie review. Uh, so with that being said, let's head on over to the Rapid Fire News. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to Rapid Fire News. First up, we have Animal Kingdom getting a complete holiday overhaul this year. Uh, Each area of the park, Africa, Asia, um, I guess Pandora, actually, they're all going to get theme-specific decorations and decor. Uh, The celebrations uh, and decorations will be up on November 8th, which seems early to me. I know when I was down there last year, uh, some of the stuff hadn't been up until around Thanksgiving in some of the parks. But they're saying November 8th, 
Uh, guys, we did post a link on Facebook with more expansive details, I, I believe, on this one. So uh, please go over there and check that out. Uh, one of Andrew's favorite bits from this week is mobile ordering is expanding in the resorts and will now include everything pop at Pop Century, the Mara at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and the Contempo Cafe at the Contemporary. Uh, they join Centertown Market and the Spyglass Grill at the Caribbean Beach as the only resort locations that will offer this service. And Andrew, I know I don't want to spoil the main topic, but you're a fan of mobile ordering. Man, I mean... I don't know how I lived without it. I will say the Caribbean Beach, I know they recently did um, some rehaul, and I'll get into a little bit later, but without mobile ordering, it is uh, a difficult process to maneuver around that food court. Uh, yeah, I hear that. I think that makes sense. I, I think uh, we used it a couple times when we were down there, again, not to get off topic already, but we were down, we were down there in, in uh, like I said, in November, or early December. We used it at Casey's. We used it um, one other time. And I got to tell you, it was, it was a seamless process for us. I know, Jay, we talked about the app being uh, problematic at times right. with such a high usage on, on, the, uh, on the network, but I don't know if you have any experience with it, but I will tell you that every time I tried to use it, it worked, and it worked well, and you saw lines of people out the door at these places, and you walk up like you own the place, and you get your hot dog, and you sort of your fries, and you walk out and eat on a trash can. <laughs> Easy peasy, you know? Oh, yeah. That was one thing that we didn't do, not because we weren't wanting to do it. We just didn't think about it until we were already in line. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's I'll tell you what though, that's a secret. If you're in line and it's taking a long time, order it in line, you you'll get it before anybody else in front of you. It's <laughs> remarkable. I nice. it's it's like a fast pass for food. That's <laughs> what it is. Um so also as part of the Disney Aspire program, the company recently announced that its employees will be able to attend the University of Central Florida free of charge. Uh, application fees and books and course materials are all included in that. Uh, the program, uh, the Aspire program, has already uh, been around since about last August. Uh, the Central Florida deal is new. They've already got about 34,000 cast members that are taking advantage of this free schooling and, and uh, free um, uh, educational opportunities, which I think is great for Disney. Um, at the end of the day, it really doesn't affect my life in any way because I don't work for them. Again, there are some caveats. You have to be a Florida resident to take advantage of the Central Florida uh, one. So I guess the college program guys, which obviously if they're in a college program, aren't going to need the college education. But right. I, I think it's good for some of those employees that maybe want to want to progress or or, or or move up in the company to have these opportunities available. I think that's good on Disney to have that program. And it benefits them in the long run anyway, um, unless the people leave for better jobs. But I mean, I, I don't know. What you guys have anything to add with, with that Aspire program stuff or, or not really? No, I think it's great yeah. that they offer that. I mean, 40 percent is a huge number. Yeah, um, and I'm yeah, glad that the cash members. Oh, and I'm glad they're taking advantage of it. I mean, you yeah, know, you should. Well, no, you hear so much about them. You know, th their wages are so low, and it's very easy. Uh, you know, I, I know it's very easy to get hung up on on a dollar figure of what you're getting an hour, but if you have this available and, and various other programs that we that the three of us know Disney offers their employees at various times, I, I mean, yes, you, you're getting a bottom figure of you know what twelve bucks an hour in sweltering heat to deal with uh, 50,000 people a day on a, on a slow day. It, it seems like, oh, my God, that's not worth it. But the ancillary benefits of working there, I, I think you have to include in that. And, and I think, you know, it, it, Disney tries to do some things right oh, yeah. by their employees. I'm not going to say everything works out because uh, that'd be sugarcoating it, and we don't want to do that here. But, but ultimately, um, I, I think it's good on them for offering those programs. 
Especially since a lot of people don't take into account the benefits you get when you get your right. pay. And right. especially with Disney, the benefits you get far outweigh what they do at many other companies that pay much, much less. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So again, like we said, it's a nice benefit for the people that work there. And, and it's good to see, like Andrew said, it's, it's almost a 40,000, a 40% uh, participation rate already. It's only been right. operational for, for 10 and a half months. So, so that's, that's excellent. Good to see. Um, the optional character and designer magic band choices are available. Uh, they will cost you 10 bucks when you book your vacation package. It's a savings of about $14.99 off of the highest list price on these magic bands. Again, don't fret. The free basic colors are still available. Um, they will be including your package, but if you, if you so choose, uh, there's some, some really nice looking character ones. I, I want to just talk about the Mickey, the mini, I, I, there's a goofy that are like not cartoony. They're like a represent an artistic representation of the character. So goofy, you'd get the orange and the blue and, and it's just more of a, a simple clean design. Um, so I personally, I know Andrew said he would have taken advantage of it. I don't think it was available. Uh, last week when you went, Andrew, when you booked, I, I think nope. was the issue. No, it was not. Yeah, so I know uh, a friend of the show, Jordana Izzo, did post on Facebook that they did, in fact, have the option to get them. And I, I believe that all, all three or four, I'm sorry, Jordana, if it's three or four of you that are going, uh, all picked uh, specific ones for that. So uh, I think that that's a great thing. Ten bucks isn't that bad. I know we had talked about pricing a couple weeks ago. I think ten bucks is a fair price for that, uh, especially you're saving fifteen bucks a, a Magic Band. Um, big news for this week, uh, this Wednesday. It's a late start time. It's eleven twenty Eastern time. It's eight twenty Pacific. Uh, by all means, figure out where you are in the country or where you are in the world. Uh, the Disney Parks blog will be broadcasting live from Disneyland for the Galaxy's Edge dedication. Jay, I know you have your alarm set already, and you are oh, yes. looking forward to that. Uh, we do have a link posted on the Facebook page. Andrew or myself or Jay will get the link posted to the top, so you can you can readily see it if you're into that. Again, it's a late night. I'll probably catch it on on a, on a replay. I'm not sure I'm going to stay up uh, uh, for the 11:20. Uh, we got a, a long week at work this week because we lost today, so I, I've got early mornings ahead of me. But um, you know, so 11:20 local time uh, again, East Coast time uh, for that. New ticket alert. The summer One World ticket will retail for $444 and include one admission to each of the four parks and each of the two water parks. They must be used between June 4th and August 28th and can be used at multiple parks in a day. The one caveat to that is that every visit you make counts as your one visit on the ticket. So if you go to Magic Kingdom in the morning and go to Epcot at night, you've used two of your six visits, obviously, um, one park each. Um, you, the park hopper itself for this option would be about five hundred and sixty dollars. This ticket again, four forty-four. So it's a decent savings if you're going for a week and you know you're only going to visit one park a day. It's not a bad option to have. And again, they must be used between June fourth and August twenty-eighth, which gets it off the books by time Galaxy's Edge opens up. Which I think a lot of this stuff you're going to see is oh, going to yeah. be contingent on Galaxy's Edge opening up. Uh, the photo pass service continues to evolve. I know Andrew's a big fan of it. Oh, they've, yeah. They've introduced five new magic shots. Uh, two at Cinderella's Castle in the East Plaza. One's a super zoom and one's a video from above. Um, I saw some pictures online that's floating around. They're pretty cool. The super zoom, it's like you're in the foreground with the castle zoomed in the back. It's a nifty little shot. 
Uh, nothing crazy. And then there are three new bird's eye view animated shots available as well. Those there's not much on right now, but I'm sure if you look it up, there will be there and it'll be uh, something to look about anyway. No, Andrew, I don't know if you caught any of these when you were there because these are fe- fairly new. I think it was towards the tail end of your trip that they were. Yeah, uh, I don't think I had any of those ones. Nope. Um, bear with me on this one. It's a big one. We got Animal Kingdom celebrating the Lion King's 25th anniversary and the new live action retelling also uh, with some new food items. Real quickly, some highlights for me. The Simba ice cream sandwich, two ice cream cookies and vanilla ice cream with an edible image of Simba because nothing says Celebrate Lion King like eating Simba. Uh, That's going to be available at Tamu Tamu. A couple new drinks on the menu. uh, Simba's Sunset Dole Whip. It's similar to regular Dole Whip. Got some watermelon and coconut uh, running it. For Andrew, we got the King's Cooler that actually has rum with the same ingredients. Both of those are available at Tamu Tamu. The Asante Slush. It's a, it's a shaved ice with watermelon, passion fruit, and mango syrup. Seems aggressive. Uh, it's available at the Shave Ice Cart near Harambe Market. I don't know. You throw some rum in that one, too, and I'll take it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> it probably would have been some rum. Uh, and then the Bugs and Grubs Waffle Cone. Uh, my personal favorite. Went back and forth about talking about this one. It's really just an ice cream cone. But ultimately, chocolate soft serve ice cream in a green cone with cookies and cream uh, dirt crumbles. Gummy worms and chocolate beetles. That's uh, it, it's a candy. It's not actually chocolate covered beetles. I, I did look that up, and that's <laughs> going to be available at the Ananda Pier Bus and Trailio Bites, which I think is odd that that's where they're going to be served. But who am I? Um, these are just a few of the snacks that they're going to have. Again, those are scheduled to be through the summer. I'm sure they'll extend a little bit depending on on demand, and maybe they'll change the name of it and have it as something else going forward. Uh, guys, the thing I'm most excited about are clubs making a comeback at Disney Springs. I've been shouting from the rooftops all week about this, as the Edison is now hosting Havana Nights, adding some Latin flair to its industrial Gothic-themed decor. Uh, the events are going to be held every other Wednesday, now through October 16th. So that's about eight or nine Wednesdays, I guess. Maybe ten Wednesdays they're going to have these. And they're going to run between 7.30 p.m. and 1 a.m. And that's what I'm excited wow. about. <laughs> this is clearly an adult thing. This is an oh, yeah. adult's party. Uh, there's live music, complimentary salsa lessons. Boys, I know you bring the little lady down there. You got some salsa going on. <laughs> Maybe you say, you know, let's leave it at that. Um, there is an article we posted on Facebook with all the information and uh, the details and the dates of when it's broken down. Again, it seems like something that's really, really exciting. And I hope they do more of this going forward because I, I think as much as I do appreciate Disney Springs in a way, I do feel like that energy that the clubs brought uh, is, is lacking at times. Well, yeah, I think you, you think back get, down to you know, Pleasure Island shit. and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of lot of memories there, but um, yeah, absolutely. Um, Jason's very excited about this next bit. The custom lightsabers from Galaxy's Edge are going mm-hmm. to retail for one ninety nine. Guys, that's Which, a steal. That's it really is. Steal. I've got the Disney Parks Kylo Ren, and that was about one sixty. So right. for a custom saber, that's really a steal. Yeah, it's a great it's a great price. And uh, honestly, I was more taken aback at the next price. Because, yes, you've all heard it by now. If you're listening to our podcast, you're Disney fans, you know there's a $50,000 R2-D2 life-size droid. It's 25. Uh, well, either way. Okay, let's check no, the it's, it's up there. 25 <laughs> grand. It feels like 50 because I'm get, paying to get into the park. 
Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Build your own droids will retail for ninety nine ninety nine. I think that's a pretty fair price. I'll too. tell you I what, think, that's not bad. I thought I that was going to be more than a lightsaber. We had it higher. We did initially before we were projecting it to be to be a we little really more. Were. Um, I'll tell you what, so, they had um really quick when I was at um Disney Springs and I was over near the uh, what's the Star Wars store there called? The Galactic uh, Traders. Yeah. So they have a they have the R two D two the mini droid around the store. And they yep. treat him as a employee or cast member, and he has a little <laughs> name tag on him and everything. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, like we said, guys, we had those projected at probably around two two forty nine, based on what they were saying it was going to be. So for it to be a hundred bucks, that that's a decent little thing. It's not going to cost you any more than the flying banshee over in Pandora is going to cost you. Much to Andrew's chagrin, the camel is back. Well, you know, there's a lot of speculation about this, right? So let me. No, there's no speculation. He's back. He's back. Yes, he's back. back. But, he's back. Well, you know, it's funny because he's back as soon as towards the end of my trip. Um, and it's funny because the Magic Carpet Ride was actually closed the last day I was there, and I wonder if that was why, if they were installing it. Um, but if you've noticed, he has a leak. He has been leaking about from the neck. So. Might have been a little sabotage going on there, but um, he's back, but he's not 100%. And we know, know who did the sabotage, Yeah, we too. clearly know who, sab- <laughs> we know who the saboteur is at this point, then. Uh-huh. I mean, you just admitted it on a podcast that you were the one that cut his throat. <laughs> I, I, can't I, I, I didn't say it. Yeah. Well, say you didn't, not, you didn't not say it. So yeah, right. You <laughs> should have guilt. Um, again, guys, real quick, to give you a thing, I, I've been the biggest knocker of, of where the flying carpets are after seeing aladdin this morning with my wife and my son uh, my oldest son not not alex he didn't come um i gotta tell you i think agrabah fits in adventure land now all it took was one guy richie movie for me to feel like oh yeah that's where it goes so we'll talk about it a little later on but i for one am very happy to see the camel back if only because it bothers andrew so much uh, i i don't know what to say <laughs> <laughs> so this next one, bear with me. It's a mouthful. The online restaurant reservation service, Open Table, just released its list of the 100 best restaurants in America for a big night out. That's the name of the list. It's a mouthful. I don't know why they don't call it something else, but it does include two Disney Springs locations that I, I think the three of us, I know I've been to both. I, Jason and Andrew, I'm not sure if you guys... I, Andrew, I've I know been to, that... I've been to the Boathouse. Yeah, so Andrew, I know that Freddie, your brother, is a huge Boathouse guy. I know yep. he loves the Boathouse. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Raglan Road. But Raglan Road and the Boathouse, um, both on the list uh, of the top 100 best restaurants in America for a big night out. Um, so that's, that's pretty awesome for them because that list is cultivated for more than 30,000 restaurants nationwide and 12 million verified diner reviews from coast to coast. So it's no joke that these restaurants are in that, on that top 100 list. Again, that list does spotlight the restaurants that have all the ingredients for a perfect big night out, upbeat energy, innovative cocktails, robust wine lists, and of course, outstanding food. So Mazel tov to those two restaurants. The Boathouse, again, I don't know if there's a better restaurant on property, pound for pound, than the Boathouse. Um, and Raglan Road has been there now. Uh, that was one of the first ones that came to Disney Springs in the early transformative years when they were still going to maybe call it Hyperion Wharf and whatnot. So so Raglan Road, to get that recognition, is a pretty good deal, too. 
Um, Rivers of Light at uh, Animal Kingdom has debuted a new incarnation of the show called Rivers of Light. We Are One debuted this past weekend. It now includes scenes from some landmark films, The Jungle Book, The Lion King, and Bambi, and also Brother Bear. Love so, it. I love mean, listen, Bear. I love Brother Bear. I love the love for Brother Bear here. It's just, you know, it's the outlier in terms of the heavyweights, Jungle Book, Lion King, and Bambi are true heavyweights of the animation field. Uh, but this does further the character integration of this park, which leads me to my next point, where the Lion King also has taken over um, the Tree of Life Awakening show. That will be showing between now and September 30th. And it takes place about every 10 minutes from dark until park closing. Uh, so right now... Uh, you know, it's probably a couple of times a night, three or four times a night they're showing it. Um, so that, if you've never seen it, is that uh, projection mapping technology show. And it, it's a fantastic show in its own right. And as a big Lion King fan as I am, I'm sure that this is going to be a great show as well. Uh, and finally this week, Aladdin, the live action reimagining, pulled in $90.4 million in box office receipts for the three-day weekend. I just saw some projections earlier on. We had it at about 115 after this figure came out. It's going to be closer to 112, 113 uh, for the four-day weekend, which easily tops Solo, a Star Wars story from a year ago. And I only add that just to tweak Jay a little bit on it. And in all comparison, <laughs> did talk about it. Solo got a bad rap because of Last Jedi. Right and and ultimately the the Star Wars name attached to Solo the fact that Solo only did 108 I think or 107 million for the four day weekend last year was a disappointment. Aladdin it deserves so hand, much more. Yeah, Aladdin on the other hand didn't have that expectation because again we've talked about it. The initial previews were ho hum and it was like oh it was just Aladdin it's a remake whatever it is what it is right. didn't have the expectation level of a Star Wars movie and people are like oh it overperformed. Just to give you an idea, we're throwing figures at you about movie numbers. It's all in the eye of the beholder. But that wraps up the news this week. Thank you. And we're going to turn it over now to Drew. Yeah, great. So let's uh, move on to the topic of the week. The way I want to do things this week is, yeah, I want to talk a little bit, a lot about my trip uh, over the last two weeks or so. Uh, And it's also, you know, both Bub and Jason have both been recently within the last six months or so. So they're going to share some of their knowledge, trying to piggyback off what I said um, or say. But we're going to break it down into kind of three categories. We're going to talk about food, uh, resorts and property or transportation. And then uh, the last part will be the parks. Now, I just want to say up front again, this is really my trip, my experience. Uh, so, you know, it might be different than what you guys want or what you guys would do on your trip. But maybe you can learn a thing or two or, or, or catch some uh, advice in, in what we have to share. Um, so let's, let's, with that being said, move on to the food. Um, so the first thing I want to say, if you don't know, and this is actually the first time I really got into it, was the $10 popcorn bucket. Um, and it, it's 10 bucks. You get a popcorn. Now, they do have Sylvanair ones. I think what I saw walking around while I was there is we have the Dumbo one, right, over uh, right. in Circus Land that I mentioned, um, we mentioned a, a while ago. They have a Mickey and Minnie Mouse one, which is like kind of the ears. And they have, I wish I got this one, but I didn't. They have the Alien from Toy Story one, which is super cool. Ooh! Um, <laughs> but, uh-huh. 
I went with just the traditional $10 one. Now, the cool thing about this, for those that don't know, I've never gotten it, it's $2 refills throughout your trip. So you just throw that thing in your backpack or throw it on the stroller in my case, and you constantly have a little snack. Um, yeah, but, you know, it, it's it's funny because when it's so hot there, you're always thirsty, and it's always good to have a little something munching, uh, munching on. But I was there. There was a couple times early in the morning, and, you know, we were waking up at 630, and I looked down. It's 10, 1030, and I, you know, I was getting headaches. I was like, you know, you're out in the sun, and I wasn't, I haven't eaten anything. I realized I haven't eaten anything all morning. Um, so it's definitely good to have a little snack. Uh, a few other things uh, as far as some snacks go. Um, I went over to Geston's Tavern and I tried the Lafleur's Brew, which is um, no, it's not an alcohol. It's funny. I was in line. I see some guy walk in behind me, and he's looking at the menu and he's, he puts his arms up and he goes, "This is a scam. You can't get beer here." <laughs> <laughs> which you know, I kind of was thinking the same thing, but you know, I, as as you know, um, they don't sell that. They sell what it is is it's a frozen apple juice. And it comes with like a marshmallow cream on top. And it's actually, it tastes a lot better than it sounds. It uh, really does. It's one of my favorite drinks. Yeah, it is delicious. And of course, if you want to get the little uh, souvenir mug, it's like, like a, a brown. It that? looks like a wooden flask. It, exactly. That's it. A little wooden flask. Um, and it's uh, it's delicious. Another another sneaky, well, not sneaky, but amazing. And you bought the mug, didn't you? Absolutely. Why oh, wouldn't boy. you? <laughs> I think I've got two of them at this point. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so another thing, actually, my brother turned me on to was he said, when you're over in Liberty Square in Magic Kingdom, you have to go to Sleepy Hollow. Uh, oh, Sleepy Hollow is good place, crew. Which is kind of, I guess. Oh, I wanted to try this so bad. Yeah, it's 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 kind of right over the bridge. So if you walk over the bridge from like the castle area, it's a, it's almost right on your right hand side. Or if you. Uh, but anyways, what it's called is a spicy and sweet chicken waffle sandwich. And oh my gosh, I think I posted a picture of it on Facebook. It's just it's it's two pieces. Well, it's a big or piece of chicken that kind of have this sweet and spicy sauce, and then they put a nice coleslaw in there, and they put it onto a giant waffle. And it's the waffle's perfect. It's not crispy, but it's not soggy. And right. um, you know, you fold that sucker in half and you just go to town. I demolished mine. I looked over my wife's like, hey, it's a little, little spicy. I said, well, give it to me then. Cause I'll eat that one too. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes with, oh, um, it comes with those homemade chips, which are delicious. Yeah. Yes. I tell you, it's, it's one of the more criminally underrated locations in the park. Again, we all know I'm not a huge foodie, so I can't really speak to these specifics of what you speak to, but mm -hmm. sleepy hollow is one of those, off the beaten path a little bit. I mean, it's not really. Yeah. It's right, kind of. It's it's very similar. It's, it's, it's easily to, missed. It's yeah, hidden. It is hidden. So it, it blends in kind of near the Hall of Presidents and yep. um, the Haunted Mansion. It's kind of yeah. in between the the shop there, Memento Mori. It, it, it's it's such an odd location, but it is. it's one of those sneaky like want to yeah. grab a quick snack. You probably don't need the mobile order here. Yeah, but right. what we ended up doing was too is we grabbed the food. And we actually didn't plan this, but there's a, there's a little tree outside that has, like, the stone half walls around there. So we, we said, let's just sit on that wall. There's some shade. Let the kids relax for a second. And we looked over, and if you didn't know, Liberty Square has a, a Muppet show. Uh, oh, yeah, it's it, amazing. It's the Muppet Presents Great Moments in American History. And it's only about a 10-minute show. Uh, but it was it's great. The kids loved it. 
Um, you know, they talked about the Declaration of Independence a little bit, Liberty Bell. You know, like again, it's, it's some of the major moments in American history, and um, it was awesome. I sat there, I ate my, I was, it was a highlight of my trip, sitting there eating that sandwich and watching. Yeah, the it's show. a, it's a great little show. It uh, really we've is. mentioned, we've mentioned it once or twice. Yeah. In passing, we've never really gone full into it. I'm glad that you caught it though, because I knew you hadn't seen it before. So yeah. it, it's one of those, again. Liberty Square is a sneaky little land where mm-hmm. you can you can get some some bang for your buck, and, and obviously it, it houses one of the great attractions in the park at Haunted Mansion. But yep. the little shops, the theming—if you're a history fan at all—we uh, could get into the gift shop locations and and how it's broken down and what each one signifies, and, and yep. the Liberty Tree that you're referring to with the lanterns in it representing yep. the thirteen colonies. Yeah, uh, I mean that. That corner of the park and, and the way it progresses between there and Frontierland and how the numbers on it, that building, the, 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 the impetus there is fantastic. Oh, all yeah. the presidents, again, a yep. sneaky, sneaky attraction. People mm-hmm. all are the Hall of Presidents, you know. It's easy to overlook because it's the Hall of Presidents. But, but right. historically, what that show means, that corner of the park, Andrew, you're right. Fantastic place. Also a great place to catch parade. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. that is a hit. Yep. So, we could go into Liberty Square later. Andrew, I did want to mention, though, you were talking about popcorn at length, and you, you seem to really like the popcorn. It was the first time I ever really had it in Disney. Me right? and my family don't have that option, unfortunately. We do like popcorn. We do like, we, we get the popcorn, guys. We do. But we are pretzel, guys. Oh, <laughs> yes. We've had we a few of those. We our weight. In Mickey pretzels while we were there it was fantastic. It's such a great uh, snack because, like I said, it kind of fills you up as a good snack and it's delicious. It's, uh, both of them are Andrew. A, a, a tub of popcorn or, or or the or the pretzel between meals, or maybe you're trying to sneak a breakfast, a later yeah. breakfast, and and, and maybe a, a later dinner. You need something. You don't yeah, want to eat a, you don't want to eat a burger and fries, or you know, it's or go to Casey's and get a hot dog. Grab a pretzel. Grab a pretzel, a little soda. Pretzel, a little water. Pretzel, a little beer, if that's your thing. And a popcorn. You know, just something to munch on. You're right. Oh it, yeah. Just it gives you something to munch on, and and both of those great options. Yeah. And, and speaking of other snacks and stuff, to wrap that part of the snacks. Churros. Up, churros. Well, Amy. Amy did go with a churro. She said she never had one, and she really wanted one. Yeah, they're okay. I, they're okay. They're okay. I think they're more fun to talk about from Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor than it is. <laughs> uh, well, I'll get into that as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the other the, the other couple snacks I wanted to mention was is I did get to go have my famous Dole Whip, and which if you've never had one, it's it's almost like a soft serve ice cream, but a little bit harder, um, and it's just delicious, absolutely yeah, it's a, delicious. The Dole Whip, pineapple flavored soft serve, but it's harder. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, you're right. It's um, And then it's I, I'd be remiss not to mention um, two frozen slushy drinks that are absolutely phenomenal. The first one you're gonna you're gonna go over and grab. Um, Bob, help me out here, Jason. It's uh, the Goofy one in Disney Springs, the Goofy Glaciers. Yep, yep. the Glaciers. Yeah, so there's we a little shop. Get a point to get one of those. Yeah, there's a little shop that sells them in the candy store, Disney Goofy's Springs. Candy store. And they give you free samples, and they have tons of flavors, and they're absolutely delicious. Oh, yeah. Now, if you're in the park and you need one, you're going to head over to Magic Kingdom over in the circus um, circus area, or the, the gift shop. Circus. Right inside the gift shop, they have them right yep. in the middle there. They have the, the little bakery, and they have um, some there. They had some new flavors going on. They had um, raspberry lemonade. They had pink lemonade, and they had blue Powerade flavored. Yeah, I mean, you um, can't go wrong with goofy no. slushies either. Well, yeah. right. um, so the other thing I wanted to mention is, like I left in my voicemail um, last week, is mobile ordering, which Bub touched on earlier. And 
mobile ordering is absolutely a must do. You need to plan out ahead of time. Um, I mean, it was, it was the first time I used it, and there was times where, you know, almost every time we were going to eat or order something, I checked the app first. Now, a perfect example was is we're over in line to see Aladdin and Jasmine right next to the Magic Carpets, which, is, if you know, is right next to where you can get your Dole Whip. So we're waiting in line, and you know the characters, they always take that, like, two-minute water break. So they don't take their two-minute water break, and we're probably 15 minutes, you know, ahead of us. Uh, there's a 15-minute wait, probably. So I'm saying, man, I can really go for a Dole Whip. It's about 800 degrees out. And I looked over, and the line must have been 30-minute wait, at least. And, um, yep, I go on the phone. I order my Dole Whip. About 30 seconds go by. It says, oh, you're ready. I walked over, walked right by all the people, walked to the front, and had my Dole Whip. I was back before Aladdin and Jasmine even came back from their water break. So just a <laughs> perfect example of the people sitting in line for 30 minutes. And I just walked up and got one. It's unbelievable. Right. You know, right. And it goes back to what we've been saying is, you know, you almost feel bad. You know, these people, there's so much to Disney World. And I mentioned this in my voicemail again, too. There's so much to Disney World that people cannot see it all unless you do the research knowledge you listen to podcasts you go on forums you go on blogs it's almost impossible to know how to do all these things and and, and maneuver around them um but um that was a great experience from the lord the other thing in mobile ordering is like baba said again the caribbean beach resort does offer it in their food court which is huge now i did learn the first time it, it sometimes if you depended on when you order it it takes longer so there's times where it might take 20 minutes uh there's times it might take five minutes but the, the Caribbean beach was interesting, and I'll get into that actually a little bit later. Um, but it's, again, a must-do for pre-order. Another time I used um, my, my mobile ordering was for Be Our Guest. So we made breakfast reservations at 8.30 um, at Be Our Guest um, in the park that it opened until 9 that day. So we ordered our food. We got there. You avoid the lines in the beginning on what you want, and you just go sit down at your table. And... Um, you know, it's, it's it's so easy. They just, it's, it's again, you have the time where you can sit down and you could order it in your hotel room. And that's exactly what we did. We don't have to stand up there pressuring there's people behind you. You have the cashier looking at you. What do you want? What do you want? Um, you can just do it from your hotel room. It's so easy. Now, as far as be our guest goes, uh, you know, I, I went in there. There's a lot of people talked about it highly and uh, a lot of things to say. And I went in there kind of like skeptical. Like, okay, let's see what we got. The food was actually very good. And again, it I went is. for breakfast. Um, I was I was shocked. Uh, now, as far as the whole experience goes, we uh, we had the option of where we wanted to sit. Actually, the um, it was really just the, the main ballroom and the West Wind was open. The other room was closed. They opened it actually once we sat down. But, uh, I we was sat say, the... Yeah, they usually have it open. Yeah, I think it was because it was so early in the morning. Right. Um, and the park wasn't even open yet. So we uh, we sat in the ballroom, which was where we wanted to sit anyway, and um, the experience was good. I I enjoyed. I wasn't. I might get some heat. I wasn't blown away, but I was satisfied. If that made sense. Sure. Uh, we we did go for a walk after, and we walked around, um, and we checked out the West Wing. We checked out the other room. The West um, Wing is wonderfully done. It's it, it's small, but it's amazing. It is. Um, so let me ask you, are you a fan of Beauty and the Beast? Love it. Love legitimately. It. Legitimately. So you love the movie. I think they did a great job. I mean, you look outside, it's snowing. I mean, it, it's... That's it's, actually the snow taken from the film itself. They they ripped it right out of the film. 
Okay, I, 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 I just asked if you were a fan of Beauty and the Beast. I didn't. I, there was no follow up. You don't have to defend yourself. I was asking well, you like Jason said, the West Wing was well done. Um, I thought that was really cool. But, I'll be honest. Yeah, Amber I, is I, a huge fan. Yeah. I mean, I've eaten dinner there. My wife's a big fan. I love the movie. I would say, theming wise, we were very, very happy with the theming. I mean, the food was very yes. good. I mean, I think I got a great steak. Stuff's and, delicious. Yeah, and, and listen, it, it's – I've been once. I think that's what you need to know. I don't know that I'm ever going to need to go back. Is that, that's exactly how I feel. That's I've been once. It was great. I enjoyed it. The food was very good. I've seen it. I've walked around. I, you know, I mean, I, I don't think I need to go to it I was again. satisfied. I was satisfied. No, no, it was very good. It was very good. Well, right. Let me, I agree let me ask you this because I did zero research into it because, again, I wanted to kind of be surprised. I didn't want to look at pictures. I wanted to have my own experience, right? No, yeah, I didn't look at any of that either before what, we – What is the other room supposed to be? Uh, it's like her gardens area. Because yeah. it's poorly done. Let's be honest. That it's weird. opportunity so, to do the so library I, or, or something. So I walked in, and the ballroom, I thought, we sat in the ballroom right by the big window. Yep. And if you've been there, you obviously, Andrew said it's snowing. Like, it was awesome where yep. we sat. Me and Zach walked around. Megan ended up walking around to check it all out, too. Uh, the West Wing, you guys, money. Money. Nailed yes. it. I walked into the room like, what the hell is this? Where, <laughs> where am I? So, I mean, it was it was cool walking over the bridge, entering the castle. You go through the foyer. I don't want to get into spoilers what you do before that. Those doors are massive, though, huh? Oh, yeah, they're cool. <laughs> um, big. But, again, I think where we missed opportunities were, right? you get into the ballroom, as you said, Bubba, like, there's nothing. Have have Mrs. Potts, have Lumiere, have some of those characters yeah, somewhere. You can talk, so you can talk have, to them or something. Have an interesting, have an interesting walk I mean, around again, characters. Mrs. I Potts, went, holy crap. I went for I went for breakfast. I get right. it. It's not their big thing. It's still not cheap. I think it paid ninety something dollars. No, there's, I want to get nothing. into that. Put a there's pin nothing. in that. You I would like to talk to you about anything. price. I'll talk to you about price in a second. Uh, but real quick, I know when we went to dinner, I don't think they do it at breakfast. Was you get a Lumiere candelabra you walk to your table with is kind of like your guide, kind of like when Belle's walking through the castle trying to find her father. Initially, right. she has Lumiere in, in her hand, so that, that's cool. that's a nice little touch. Um, but again, now, Andrew, you didn't do the dining plan, correct? No. All right. So this That's isn't a, this isn't a huge topic. This it's too big of a topic to do right now. Yeah. But I will tell you, I did do the dining plan the last time we went, and and I did again. I, I think some of the snack credits get overdone. I, I think they give you far Wait, too many man. snack credits. But that's okay. You can get the you can get like you can substitute actual like cookies and and stuff for at the end of the trip and convert those over. Yes. How many damn cookies do you need? Yes, Jason? but at the end of the day, this is what I'm saying. I think you just – and again, I don't know that it would change anything about the pricing of the dining plan. I just think like when you're looking at it saying, oh, my God, and I know, Andrew, this is a thing for you when you were looking at the dining plan. Where would you ever use some of these credits? Right. I know when we went, we ended up coming back with a bag full of snacks that we gave to our nephews as like stocking stuffers at Christmas. Hopefully they don't listen to the podcast. So, so let me, <laughs> I didn't pay for those boys. It's a perfect example plan. of why the dining plan is good. You paid $90 for breakfast. You'd have paid 75 bucks for the whole day for each of you. So let right. me, I don't want to get into this, but let me say this really quick. We, I, I broke down the pricing of my food afterwards. Right. And all I'm going to say is I use 19, I purchased 19 snacks during my stay. 
I would have right. had 48 snaps if I did right. the dining plan. Right. What the hell would I have done with 29 extra snacks? I would have to buy a suitcase to fit them all in there. Right. Well, we did. We bought a backpack to bring the snacks <laughs> home. And then we got to MCO's checkout at the security line, and we had to empty the entire bag of snacks into <laughs> bins because it, MCO, the food can't be in a bag. It was terrible. It's another story for another day. Let's not go into it. But again, all I'm going to just... say about the dining plan is if Disney wasn't making money off of it, it wouldn't be offered. No, right. I, think, I think what it becomes is they hope that people don't use their entirety, yeah, yeah. their entire allotments. That, that's they hope they you don't use the snacks and then those just go by the wayside. Right. So. We can get into the, the specifics on how you can take some quick serve credits and convert those two. But anyway, okay. right, uh, so I did want to mention before we get out of the parks, the orange, uh, the, or the citrus swirl over at the Sunshine Tree Terrace, the little orange bird. Oh, yes. It's yep. fantastic. It's a uh, vanilla soft serve with a, a tart frozen orange juice. It, great stuff. It, see, I don't really do the Dole Whips. It, 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 it is what it right. is. But but that one, the citrus swirl, I do do. And I'm a big fan of the little orange bird. Yep. So, well, I, I mean, I still have a lot more food talk, so I hope you're not moving on. No, uh, I just want, like, snacks and what we were talking oh, about. Yeah, I know yeah, we yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. to get into some sit-down meals or maybe some food-court-related yep. stuff. But I think your snacks and whatnot, before we got too far from it, I yeah, just wanted yeah, to mention yeah. it real quick. So one other quick service dining I wanted to mention was Pizza Rizzo's. We did eat there um over near the muppets and this is um, good i have a question for you then um yeah so if, if for those who don't know it is a seasonal restaurant which i never really understood uh yeah. it's well, it's okay it's it's cafeteria pizza i don't know how long it's going to be seasonal once galaxy's edge opens and, up but... yeah right and you, can't, you can't just order like a pizza you have to order a meal and of course they get you if you want to order a, a an adult pizza it comes with like a salad i Oh, I just yeah. wanted to buy a large cheese pizza and split your family. it with my family. Right. But right. no, you can't. You gotta get eight sides and four slices of pizza. So I see your pizza Rizzo fiasco and raise you pizza faris. Disaster of a restaurant that that place is over in Animal <laughs> Kingdom. So I will say it was the worst meal of our trip, and it was similar to what you're saying. It's like family style pizza. It's yeah. so odd. It's so bizarre to me. I'm like, family. I just want a pepperoni pizza and a split with my two kids and my wife. I don't want three pizzas, a salad, chips. I don't want any of this. What am I getting this for? But I, I tell you, Andrew, the pizza quality. Oh, I've eaten shoe leather that was better than this pizza. I'll um, tell you what. It was better than the Caribbean Beach Hotel pizza. So I'm the other way. So the Pizza Fari pizza was worse than the food court pizza at the Riverside Mill at Port Orleans Riverside. Which is, which is a big miss, because as you know with kids and stuff, pizza at the hotel is an easy go-to. Oh, it's a go-to. Very expensive, though. It's actually, sidebar, two food credits it on the is. dining plan <laughs> to get pizza <laughs> delivered to your room. So just go pick it up. Uh, um, uh, some other stuff uh, I wanted to talk about. Uh, Why do T-Rex? So T-Rex, so T-Rex, we, um, we were back Great and atmosphere. Forth. Right, Great, absolutely kid, amazing atmosphere. My kids are two and a half, and my daughter actually turned five when we were in Disney. Happy, we were birthday, Happy birthday! Happy oh, birthday! She was pumped. Everyone was great for her. Pumped and jazzed. Uh, but we, uh, we, we had reservations, and we were a little nervous. Speaking of this, hold on. Reservations. So you had reservations, or you made <laughs> a dining reservation? What? What the hell's the difference? Well, you had reservations about going there, or you oh, had reservations uh, to be there. <laughs> I'm just—I want to make sure we're clear. Right. I know what you meant we you had, had reservations to eat there, but and oh, I was re both, actually both. Yes. But, um, 
So, <laughs> for those that don't know, if you try to book T-Rex on the Disney app, it's it's Disaster. difficult. It's difficult. For what I, I recommend is call them. They'll most likely have a reservation to fit you in, um, and you'll just do it over the phone. But anyway, so we were we were we reserved on going right because of our kids' age. We got there a little skeptical. Um, we sat down. We sat in right outside the ice age. I'm sorry, the the ice cave, which was kind of like <laughs> um, I guess maybe the bird room. There was pterodactyl. So that's exactly there. where I sat. Yeah, right there in that room. It was over near like they have like the the fire kitchen area where they they roast right. the chickens. Yeah. Yep. Um. So that was like front row seat into that. So, anyways, we um the kids were a little reserved. We had the first meteor shower. My son wanted to sit on the wife's lap. So he was like, "All right, this isn't that scary." Um. After ten minutes, they loved it. We bought them another thing. T Rex and Rainforest both offer this huge souvenir cup. It's like eight ninety nine. It's nine bucks. <laughs> it's the best nine dollars you're gonna spend in Disney. <laughs> Does it still you. light up? Does it still light no, up? No, no, no. It's not the light up one. Oh. It's a huge cup, and it has like a giant dinosaur head on top it has one of those squishy straws it's like a a big thermos and on the bottom it unscrews it's like a secret snack compartment but what what comes in the compartment is the matching dinosaur that you pick so for nine bucks you have the silver mug a toy and and a drink Uh, and they offer those at rainforest as well that could be the best value on property (laughs) it it might be Uh, but i was blown away by actually how good the food actually was. Oh, see, uh, now I'm going great atmosphere, okay food. I, the food was, you know, oh, I feel like I feel like Rainforest and, and T-Rex by extension, it's no different than going to Chili's or Fridays or, or, or Applebee's. I, I would or say it's a little bit better than that. Insert a local chain. I would agree. It's a little bit better. It was, I was, uh, not I much. Thought it was, I thought the, well, what'd you get, Bubba? Cheeseburger? Well, I forget what I got when I went. I might okay. have gotten... No, I don't think I got the burger that time. I think I, I got, got the, the rib chicken. last time I went, and they were pretty good. I might good. have gotten chicken last good. time. I would say it's a bad. No, I'm not app. saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I just feel like there are better places to get meals on property. Oh, I agreed. 100% agreed. Yeah, but it's, for, it's for, for okay, kids, food. But no, rather it's great than going for to the boathouse no, and getting a no, 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 kid's, true. Fair kids meal. Fair enough. No, you know? right. You're not going to go to the boathouse with your kids. I, I get that. Well, you could, but probably not at your age, right? Yeah. So I think we were there. I think we made it four meteor showers, believe it or not. That's a good run. That's a I good run. 20 minutes, and um, we, of course, of course, I got the extinction. I mean, is that really a question? Oh, yeah. yeah. You you can't go there without getting the extinction. That thing's which, amazing. For those that don't know, it's a uh, chocolate cake. Four pieces of chocolate cake with four scoops of vanilla ice cream and this cool whip on top. They used to give you a live sparkler on top. They probably to. burnt their eye out or something, so now they give you a fake one. But, so, um, uh, just a sidebar to the dining plan. That counts as two people's desserts if you get it at the dining place. It's a four-person dessert, so that's okay. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so T-Rex was great. I highly recommend it. Uh, now, on this counterpart, uh, the Rainforest Cafe, we actually ended up eating there as well when we were you leaving. You both? Well, we were leaving Animal Kingdom one day. Yeah, we, okay, that makes sense. It was like 1 o'clock. We, we went there right when it opened, and we did everything we needed to because we went there twice. And um, we said, hey, let's... Let's go to Rainforest rather than going back and eating the crap pizza at the cafeteria again. You kind of going to Pizza Fari. You made the right choice. So we uh, <laughs> once again got the kids some souvenir mugs. They had the the frog, um, and then they did the toy and a drink. It was great. Now, um, the food was was average. Now I would say, Bob, the food I'll at agree Rainforest there. was on par with like an Applebee's or something like that. Um, but T Rex was definitely better food. 
Dan, we sat in the monkey room. Um, it was it was fun. I think we made it three thunderstorms. Um, and it was in this place we had no reservation. We we walked in. I think we waited fifteen minutes. Um, so it was. So again, you guys are spending a lot of time at these restaurants. Well, look at usually how many minutes. <laughs> they're usually they're usually turning tables. Uh, so um, well, I guess that is the largest rainforest. Um. I guess of all of them. Shout out to Amy for for sharing that knowledge on me. Uh, so let's get into some character meals, shall we? Uh, let's start with the Garden Grill, which is located in my favorite pavilion of all time, as we know, the land in Epcot. Uh, <laughs> you sit on a throne of lies. The Garden <laughs> Grill, the best way to describe it is forgettable, unfortunately. It's okay. Um, one thing to also remember is all these character dinings, you don't have the photo pass, so you're, you're taking your own photos. Um, I will say the character experience was pretty good. They came pretty early. I think we actually saw two, two of the characters twice. So we actually saw like six characters. Um, and you got to see Pluto, uh, Mickey in his farmer's outfit, uh, Chip and Dale, yeah. and, um, Donald, isn't it? Am I, why am I drawing a blank? Pluto. Actually. No, I think that's it. I think they count Chip and Dale uh, as two. I think it's Chip, Dale, and Mickey. And Pluto. Yeah, Pluto, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Four people. I They count yeah. Chip and Dale, yeah. That's um, it. Yep, so it was great. So I did feel bad. I, I We get to Epcot. We go to see the first one of the first characters. I think we were going to lunch, and I forgot the damn autograph book back to the hotel. <laughs> so, so I had to, um, had to go to the closest shop and buy another one. I'll tell you what, though. They were only nine ninety nine. Not as nearly as much as I remember them being or thought they were. Um, so so not not terrible. Um, now, the Darn Grill is a family-style restaurant. They kind of bring the food to you. Uh, it, was, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, it's also one of those, like I mentioned before, it's a rotating, the, the whole building of floor technically is rotated, and it goes throughout um, inside the Living with the Land ride and uh, go from there. Uh, the next one I wanted to talk about was Ohana's. Now, Ohana's is located over at the Polynesian, and uh, it was fantastic. It was probably my favorite um, character dining meal of my entire trip. We went for breakfast. It was like a 9.30 breakfast. Uh, and there you get to see Stitch, you see Lilo, you see Pluto, and you see Mickey Mouse. Uh, the food was amazing. They bring it over in this like hot skillet almost family style and it was absolutely delicious especially for breakfast food we uh, went to ohana for breakfast once i think it's good but i much prefer their dinner their dinner is absolutely amazing they got some of that good juice though at breakfast this is true oh yes they do have that juice that you talked about <laughs> last week Bob. it is delicious and it's it funny is. because i was talking to amy about that juice before you guys even recorded it was it, oh uh, they also do like a little parade every 40 minutes or so for the kids. You get up and you follow Lilo and Stitch around. You get some maracas and make some music. Everyone has a good time. Uh, the the next one or the last one that I did was the Royal Table. Um, so this one's a little bit more expensive. I think, Bob, is this one two dining credits per person? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, it is. It's located in Cinderella's Castle, so pretty prestige. And um, it's a very cool experience. So you go over to it, located right underneath the castle. You go in when they call your name. The first thing you do is you get to see Cinderella. You take a picture with her. Um, then you wait. And then when they call your name a second time, 
uh, you go up the stairs and take the, the lame elevator, or you can take the cool winding staircase up the <laughs> castle and see some of the stained glass windows and whatnot. Uh, you get up there, you get seated. The first thing they do is they bring you over. Um, for all the, the boys in your party, they get a, a plastic sword. And all of the girls, you get a magic wand. Um, I will say Evan has not stopped hitting me with that damn sword. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so this one was, again, you kind of had a, a menu option where you got to choose what you wanted. The food was okay. The actual um, setting was very cool. You had the tall cathedral ceilings. You felt like you were in somewhere royal. It's definitely a castle feel. Um, now, what I thought was interesting with the characters they do here is you have to meet four princesses. You meet a uh, Aurora, Ariel, kind of like in her blue, I don't want to think the wedding gown, but it's it's kind of a cool little gown, different. I think it's become like her standard non-mermaid yeah. form dress. Yep. Um, yeah. Of course, you meet Cinderella and you meet I'm sorry. No, you meet Snow White. And um, is that it? No, there's one other one. Anyways, I'm drawing a blind. But what they did was cool was is they, they, they have kind of like an announcer's voice talk about each princess and trying to give like a background introduction. And they come out kind of like a WWE entrance and um, – <laughs> They do their their little you know intro, and um, then they go around from table to table and uh, and greet your guests and take some pictures with them. So Aurora, the sleeping beauty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much exactly what they did. <laughs> uh, it was cool overall. It's expensive. I think it's about two hundred dollars if you're not on the dining plan, and um, the food was the food was good, but I don't think it was amazing. Um, so that, that, that was, uh, the Royal table. Yeah, I know for me, there's a few that we can't miss. It's crystal palace, uh, Hollywood and vine and chef Mickey's, although chef oh, Mickey's yes. lately, the food quality, like you're saying at some of these places, I think it really just depends on when you go, mm-hmm. where, depending on what time you're there and, yes. and, and, and yes. how long the food's been out and like the carving stations are normally all pretty good. If oh, you're yeah, getting yeah. the, uh, the stuff cooked out back and brought in in the big vats, then obviously it's going to be a little bit different. But yeah, yeah, uh, for yeah. us, Crystal Palace, like I said, my kids are big fan of, of Winnie the Pooh and the Hundred Acre Woods. Yeah. Crystal Palace is still one of our favorites at the Magic Kingdom. And then, uh, you know, I think I've been with you to Hollywood and Vine. And, and, Love and it there. We think, we think that's one of the most underrated buffets on property. Absolutely. Yeah, we do like the theming, uh, how it's different seasonally. There's four yeah. or five themes a year that yeah. we like. Yeah. Yeah, um, if you're ever going to do only one character dining, that's your place. Hollywood I think that's the one Hollywood to do. Yeah. And it's kind of, I don't want to say it's off the radar a little bit, because it, it, it does fairly well, but I feel like it's never fully sold out when I'm there. No, no. It agreed. does seem that way. Well, it's sitting right next to uh, the 50s prime time as well. Yeah. True. So, True. Which is... uh, yeah, so we're big fans of Hollywood and Vine, though. We do like that one. And the other princess was Jasmine. It came to me. Um, but um, and, and the last little lounge I want to talk about or food was there's there's a in Animal Kingdom over in Dino Land there's there's a little lounge called Restaurantosaurus Lounge and it's kind of um a hidden gem. I went in there. It's it just sells cocktails, beer. Um, they have small little snacks or appetizers. I guess you'd call it. It's a cool place. Um, I went in there to grab a, a margarita or two for myself while kids and the wife were out doing something, and um, it's it's. It's cool. Try to stop in if you have a, at the chance. So the last dine-in 
food option I want to talk about is my new personal rest favorite restaurant on Disney property is Sebastian's. And it is located at the Caribbean Beach. It's kind of a newer restaurant. Opened what about maybe six months ago? Not even. Yeah, it's only oh yeah. Uh six six or six, yeah. No, I think even less than that, honestly. But yeah, so say six months, but it's about six months. Yep. Um, so I, I did want to give a shout out to my, my buddy Tommy over there. Um, he started talking to him, talked about the podcast. Um, the staff in general is absolutely amazing. From from being greeted at the door all the way to you know your server, and the food is is, is stunning. Five stars. Um, I posted a bunch of pictures on Facebook. Um, but again, I will be sure to go back to here again and again and again. And especially with the Skyliner and gondolas opening up, um, it's going to be an easy way to try to hopefully get more people to come here now. That I, don't it's I don't know. I don't know how you feel about the gondolas. Well, I think we get into that too. right now. So uh, that's but real food. quick, I did. I yeah. would be remiss um, at over at Port Orleans Riverside, uh, Boatwright's Dining Hall is. Yeah. Oops, let me tell you. Great stuff. It's one of those, again, I like to talk about hidden gems because it's at a resort, and I think that's similar to what the issue with Sebastian's is. Yeah. You don't necessarily think about it because it's at a resort. You can get some great meals at the resort restaurants. Agreed. You really can. I, I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about the Coronado Springs redo. I haven't been over there since they redid the From restaurant. From what I've, I've heard, they have one of the best steaks on property. Right, there. so that's that's actually, I, I did hear though that the restaurant that they have they, they redid it i think it was the maya grill initially and i yep. think it's something else now yep. um it, it's it's supposed to be very very good so if you do get the chance uh check out these resort restaurants because they're usually a little more low-key a little more per- interpersonal a little less turn and burn and a, and a little bit more uh a little more paste we shall yep. say agreed um so the next thing let's move on to the next topic uh the resorts and the property so the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, transportation, because we all know that's my favorite. Uh, the buses were uh, amazing. Uh, use the app. That's all I can say. So again, once you get on the resort properties, if you go to my Disney Experience app, you go to my resort. It's like the second or third option. It says bus times. Click the bus times. It's going to look at your resort based on your location, and it knows where you're staying. And it's going to tell you, what time the bus is going to arrive at the, at the stop and when it will get to the park. Those are essential and key to my entire trip and why my trip was so successful. Because we would sit in a hotel room, we would get the kids ready in the morning or whatever we were doing, and we'd say, hey, hon, the bus is coming in 13 minutes. We got to make sure we're getting there. And then when, you know, three minutes before the bus got there, we would walk there because we were about a two-minute walk, which was great from the bus station. And we... um. We would catch that bus. I don't think I ever waited for a bus more than like three minutes. Uh, it was absolutely phenomenal. Now, this does not work when you're trying to go from a park back to your hotel. Um, it only really works from your hotel to a park. Um, and then again, it also depends on which which park you're going to, because sometimes even looking at the, the TVs at the bus stops, it'll say it'll be there in, you know, five minutes. 20 minutes later, you're still waiting. Well... Say that again, because I, I don't know. I, it was pretty accurate for me, at least. And that might have just been my experience. It, it, well, there were times when we were there last time 
we would look at what it told us the time the, the bus was about to arrive. Yeah. And it would move back several minutes while we were sitting there looking at it. Really? See, I never had that issue. Now, um, I think a lot of it depends on the popularity of that particular park on the day. And especially, especially um, Magic Kingdom, those buses are pretty accurate. If you're looking at, say, Hollywood Studios, those and and, uh, Animal Kingdoms can be a little bit off sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Now, let's talk a little bit about the Caribbean Beach Resort, because that's where I stayed. It is a huge, huge resort. Um, It's broken down into five um, major areas, I guess you want to call it. We stayed at um, Barbados. So we paid for a preferred room. If If you pay for a preferred room, you stay at either Martinique or Barbados, which is um, side by side with the food court and central hub lobby and everything in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, I mean, there's a pretty much a, a pond or river separating the other half of the resort. So I highly recommend a preferred room if you are staying here. We stayed in Barbados, like I said, at the first building. We could not have asked for a better, better location. Like I said, we were about uh, a one to two minute walk. And we were a one, two minute walk from the main lobby bus station which is a lot better than the barbados station Um, right amber was up there um i guess it's been about a month ago she stayed in aruba and she did not have as as glowing a review as you did don't get me wrong the 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 looks of everything was great it was just it was such a long walk to get anywhere and also they're doing a lot of construction in that area which was she had to go around a lot of construction and go around her elbow to get everywhere so I'll tell you what, there's no more construction going on there. You have the Riviera, but that's not really noticeable. And then you have the right. Skyliner, which isn't really noticeable either. Uh, I will say that when I first got to the resort, I had some reservations about it, and it was kind of iffy, but it really grew on me. But would I stay back? Would I stay there again? Not anytime soon. And the reason would be is because it is so dependent on where your hotel is. Right. So a little bit nervous about that. Uh, now I will say the mouse keeping. Um, was phenomenal. Last couple times I've been to Disney, the mouse keeping was not good. Uh, but oh, yeah. it is, uh, they did an amazing job. They cleaned everything perfectly. They even did the old school towels in the windows that were decorative, you know, putting the, the stuffed animals in funny locations. They did a great job. Um, now, I mentioned the food court earlier. Uh, it's a very interesting system. You have to do it in line where you look at a board and you order what you want and then you get almost like one of those takeout beepers and then you just wait until your beeper goes off and you go to a window and pick it up. It's not like a lot of those old school cafeterias where you get in line for each thing that you want and then it's already ready or you order it. Um, it's not like that. So this is some people to look at it good or look at it bad, I guess. It's it it good depends it's- on how, how you... Yeah. If you go to look at the, the app, it's great. Agreed. But if you're used to going to some of the other ones, it can be very, very crowded. Yep, and you can't you can't decide you can't see the food like oh that looks good or that doesn't look right. Good. No, you're looking at a board and that's it. Um, now I think you mentioned it once. Um, the Caribbean Beach they don't really advertise this, but they do have um, their soda refill style machines throughout the resort, right? So right. there was one that you actually had to walk in the opposite direction for me but it was significantly closer than me going all the way back to the cafeteria to, to, to get refills on my drinks. Right. So definitely. If you ever stay here, look it up to see where they are. 
I can tell you, I saw so many people walk in so far with their mugs to get a drink. Oh, yeah. I, and I'm just like, no, there's there's one right there. But they're hidden. They're kind of hidden like where the ice machines are. So like, you almost have to like know they're there. So did you help these people or were you like, screw you, I'm going to keep this <laughs> secret to myself? Well, you know, I, I, no, I don't help them. You didn't help them. What kind of person wow. are you? Well, it's not like I was going to win. Oh, oh, hey, over here, over here. You want some soda? No, that would have been creepy. Oh, the way you said it. If you... I see him go the opposite way, I'll be like, hey, if you're looking to refill, there's one right around the corner. And it's no, the not way, like the, I walked by them. The way that you described it was you saw a lot of people walking further than you were. I thought <laughs> you were implying that you saw them as you were going to fill your soda, and they skipped yeah, merrily I walked by. by. Them and said, hey, nice. Yeah, I skipped by him. Hey, nice day, isn't it? I'm going to run some soda. <laughs> okay, I did well, the way you explained it, I thought you might have just hosed these people. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right. The other thing about the uh, the the resort, really quick, is the pool. The pool is fabulous there. It has to be with that many people. Um, but cool things I liked about it was is it has a walk-in section, kind of like like a beach. It gets deeper and deeper. Um, they have two slides. I'll tell you, what, one slide is phenomenal. It's a it's a tunnel slide that's fairly long. Uh, Overall, the pool I give it a B plus. It was it was it was a good pool, maybe A minus. It was fun. Um, I went in the pool every single day because my daughter is just like a mermaid and she wants to go swimming every day. So it it got old, but it was nice. It was relaxing. I did luckily get get out of it one way uh, one day because uh, I think somebody dropped a floating turd in the pool and they evacuated it. So uh. Oh, was it a baby, Ruth? You know, I don't even know it was a floating turd, but they got the hazmat bag out, and they kicked everybody out. I said, oh, sorry, Zoe, we gotta leave. And then she sucked me into the damn hot tub. So, you know, it is what it is. But uh, the pool isn't very pool. It's a great area. Was it a hot tub time machine? No. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Uh, the last thing about the Trimming Beach I wanted to talk about was the, the gondolas or the Skyliner hub that I was so fond of. From where the central location is, the lobby... Martinique, Barbados, it is a long walk. And when I say long walk, I mean 10, 15 minute walk, uh, probably 15 minutes. And um, they will absolutely have an internal bus system that takes you there, which to me defeats the purpose of an easy, quick on, get to their location, and that's it. Well, back in the day, they used to have internal buses at this restaurant. This resort do. anyway. Right. Do. So I, I don't know that that's going to. It'd just be another stop on the bus loop, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So, it, it, I mean, if you're staying at one of the other ones, like like you said, Jason, Aruba or Jamaica, it might not be that bad. Uh, but from see, so that now you look at it, you're paying for a preferred room, but you're not getting all the amenities of like the Skyliner. So you got to pick your battles. Uh, you guys have anything you want to add about resorts or properties? No, I mean, I'll be honest. We could go into Riverside, but. And at the end of the day, I think we're going to do some episodes on on yeah. the resorts later on. So this is more about your experience with okay. the Caribbean Beach. I'll say that I, we do really enjoy uh, the minivan for transportation. I know oh, you yeah, use no, it a few times. Yeah. Well, let's uh, talk about that then. No, but no, again, I, I will strictly, and I will. I know we've talked about it before. It's not cheap, obviously, not. but but we did enjoy the the um, the convenience factor. Of having the vehicle just to ourselves and and not having to deal with 
you know, they're getting the strollers on the bus and whatnot. But other than that, uh, we didn't have an issue with bus or boat transportation when we were at Port Orleans in December. It was pretty efficient. And, uh, I mean, I, I noticed what Jay said about the TVs kind of going, you know, oh, it's five minutes, oh, then it's seven, oh, then it's 12. I mean, listen, I, I'm easy like Sunday morning. I just opened the Lyft app and, and got a minivan. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, it, it really wasn't a huge deal. And, I, again, I'm not as crazy focused as you are, Andrew. Uh, on When I go, we get up, we walk around the resort, you know, we get our breakfast, we go back, you know. Oh, I'm we, focused, we go, you know that. No, I know. You're a little bit more go, 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 and we're a little bit more, eh, we'll get to the parks, you know, we'll get there. You know, it's a little big deal. They're not going anywhere. Yep. Uh, we kind of try to slow it down a little bit because a trip here can be very overwhelming. especially. When you, oh, yeah. But when you have the days that you had, and that's kind of, we went for eight days in November, at, last week in November, early December. So for me, it's that cradling the area of where, when we were there. Um, we really made it a point to take our time and, you know, not rush and yep. kind of let the kids, they did pin training around the resort. Uh, we went on the boats. We walked over to the fishing hole. There's a lot to do with that resort. Oh, yeah. So it was more of one of those where we kind of just took our time. I will say about the pool, they were spinning power line, man. And I try <laughs> is my jam. So, so, so I was very excited about it. And uh, I, me and the DJ, I'm pretty sure, were the only two guys that knew what he was actually playing. <laughs> but, uh, Andrew, they do. I, I know the Caribbean Beach, do they still have the walking trails there? Do they have the jogging trail? Around the uh, the lake, or no, because of the construction. I don't know if they do, because again, I haven't been oh, there. around the, the construction. That well, little, I mean, little they, they do have the normal walking yeah, trails. Yeah, the, the paths, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, there were some joggers out there. Not me. No, right. absolutely and not then, me. And um, then I know at, at Port Orleans, they do have hammocks thrown about the property, and I would think the Caribbean may have it similarly. They're, yeah, they have the hammocks with the beach Yeah, fans. so it's all similar stuff. Um, so again, both resorts are fantastic. And, uh, I mean, that's all I've got to tell you about the resorts going forward. Yeah, they, they do the resorts the, later on. They do with all of them do. They do the nightly movie and the hot Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. All that stuff. Exactly, right. Um, yeah, so, again, that was the Caribbean Beach. Like I said, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, when I go, I try to try to stay at every, you know, I try to change up the resorts. So, I'm not going to be yeah. staying there anytime soon. I'm, I'm running out of resorts that I can afford to stay at, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, that is <laughs> true. That is true. Um, so the next thing I wanted to move into was uh, the parts and a couple things I wanted to talk about before I get into the actual parts themselves. So the first thing was, as we always talked about and how much I love the photo pass, uh, there was a little glitch I had in the beginning. I think, Bob, you said you actually had it last time you went as well. Yeah, but all I did was, you know, I, I did figure it out ultimately. I, mean, I eventually did. But uh, yeah. it, if you're not seeing all the pictures, there's there's a there's a setting that you might only see the pictures that you stand. So, for example, if your wife stands her band, you might not see the pictures. You just have to go to a setting and filter. Um, rather than view mine only, you, you change it to view all. Now, we talked about the price and how it's worth your money. 445 photos I downloaded from the website um, this morning to my computer. So... I mean, and they're all professionally done photos. They do an amazing job. Um, the other thing I want to talk about was the characters. Uh, again, my kids are young, so they love the characters. And I always love testing the characters a little bit, you know? I don't let the foregoing conclusion. You say you have young kids and they love the characters. 
I don't know if it's always a foregone conclusion. All right, I love the characters. I wanted to see them, all right? No, 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 no. I, I'm saying in terms of people <laughs> out there that listen, that may have kids that may be apprehensive about seeing the characters. Because uh, some of them can be intimidating. I, I want to get that out there that uh, my kids, like you're saying, pretty easygoing. They kind of go to the characters. I know Jack Skellington creeped them out a little bit. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, some of those characters can be intimidating for little kids. So I just wanted to get that out there for the people. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I 100% agree. Um, like I said, if you always um, you always can kind of test uh, the characters a little bit, um, their answers are priceless, right? I mean, a simple one is you ask Aladdin, hey, where's Abu? Uh, and, you know, oh, he's at home babysitting Raja. You know, it, it's just the funny stuff like that. Um, I, don't find that I don't find that funny at all. How would that little monkey? How would that little monkey? How that little monkey babysit Raja? That's what I uh, want to know. That's a good a, question. You know, there's, there's a bunch of little stuff you can. No, you're absolutely right, though. When we met Tiana, when we were there with you two times ago, um, she actually, when Zachary gave her her his autograph book, she said, "Oh, a present for me, a new cookbook." Now that's yeah. like a subtle, like yeah, next yeah. level because she's right. a cook in the movie. It's next level joking, and you're right. I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, when we saw um, um, Cinderella, right. Zoe had uh, Marie from Aristocats who done her that stuffed animal, and Cinderella goes, "Oh, is she a nice kitty? I hope she won't eat my mouse, uh, my mice." You right. know, so same, right. So that's the next thing. level stuff you yeah. like, right? That's yeah, fair enough. Um, so <laughs> we saw sixty characters. I mean, unbelievable number. And again, some of those was, you know, we saw Chip and Dale really twice. So right there's four characters. But we saw 60 individual characters. Um, huge number. Like I said, my kids really liked seeing them. So, again, you got to know how, I hate to say, beat the system, right? You can't go wait in line for characters at noon or, or 11 or even 2. you got to... You gotta really know your way around and how to, how to how to see them. I will say there was this one time when we went to we had that be our guest reservation at eight thirty in the morning. Now this is expert level planning, right? But we had um, that morning was also an early hour access for Magic Kingdom, right? So you could spend whatever it was, a hundred dollars a ticket, and you could get into Magic Kingdom from seven a.m. to nine a.m. So knowing that, I said, well, hell, I'm gonna book my my our desk reservations for that day so when you go to the park and they say oh this is for early access only or do you have reservations i said oh, i have reservations they don't care what time your reservation is they let you in the park so we got in the park at like 7 45 that day and all the rides were open mostly fantasy land um now you're supposed to have a green wristband but most of the cast members aren't looking so we walked into the the little princesses over there they have like elena they have tiana they have rapunzel we saw all four of those characters within seven minutes uh, because there was nobody there, but they were open at 7.45 in the morning. We'd have to go on, you know, Peter Pan's flight. We went on Winnie the Pooh. We went on Mine Train. We went on all those rides before our 8.30 breakfast. It was amazing. Um, so that, that was really awesome. One other thing I want to talk about is the crowds. I know I mentioned it in the voicemail as well, but these crowds were unbelievable. And again, I think this is just going to. There's not really an off peak anymore. No. Uh, there's, there's just, there's so many people going to Disney World that it's unavoidable. But like I said, if you know how to get around it and plan accordingly and use your fast passes correctly and go to the right lines and the right times, then you can, you know, you can, you can maneuver around it. Um. So Magic Kingdom, a little bit of Magic Kingdom. Like I said, we're early people. We were almost at every part when it opened with some exceptions so 
perfect example is again Peter Pan's the first ride you want to go to if you don't want on that. We went on um tons of stuff, you know, all within the first hour. So um it was great. Uh another thing I got to see, the country bears. I haven't done this in years. Uh the kids loved it. What do you what do you guys think of the country bears? I loved it when I was little. It's really starting to show its age. They need to keep it up a little it bit better. Is. Um, I'll tell you what. And the, some of the humor is really oh, dated. It's not, and it's not rated P, you know, it's not rated G. It's, it's PG. Oh no, it's not. There. Um, there's, there's the song, the two girl bears saying about getting turned on or something. It, uh -huh. it was, uh, it it's was all the bears that turn me on, turn me down. <laughs> that, that's the name of the song. It's fantastic. Uh, it's, the I, show, the show, like Jay said. Shows its age, but yeah, it's one it's of those fun. staples. It's fun. It, you go it's, there. It's no one's ever there. You can walk in. So, no. Oh it's, yeah, it's it's uh, fine. You know, Bubba. The last time me and you went to Disney, it's about me. Uh, Splash Mountain was closed. I think Thunder Mountain we didn't go on because the kids were all too small. We didn't spend a ton of time over in really Frontierland or even Liberty Square area. I spent a lot of time over in those areas, and I'll tell you what, it it's a fun, fun section of the park. Um, really enjoyed it. So yeah, there's I... a great backstory that I could tell you about Frontierland and Liberty Square, but I'll spare you the details tonight. I <laughs> oh, appreciate it. Um, yeah. What I will say is, though, uh, one night the kids went to bed early and uh, my wife went to bed. I said, hey, I'm, I'm going back out. So I went over to uh, Magic Kingdom. First thing I did was, of course, find the nearest gift shop and bought myself a pair of the light-up alien necklaces from toy story and of course i was that guy that wore them around all night by myself so you bought two of them you took them to the mystic portal no no well, you said you bought a pair of necklaces that would indicate you bought two necklaces well <laughs> no no believe me when i tell you i'm right you said you bought a pair of necklaces you bought a necklace of light up aliens is what sure. you bought you didn't sure. buy them. I bought one. All right. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, <laughs> it's the money bags over here. So the main reason I went there is a few things that I really wanted to do um, on this trip. Uh, one, I never saw Happily Ever After, so I got to do an experience. Oh, that's a great show. Great, it's a great show. show. Yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of us have seen videos. It doesn't do it justice. It's no wishes, but it's very good. It the, the technology is impressive. It's entirely it's cool. different than wishes, to be honest. Yep. Uh, I wanted to go on Big Thunder Mountain at nighttime because that's the best. Obviously, best uh, ride ever. I, of course, it is. Scott Bromberg still waiting to hear from you about coming on the show to discussing <laughs> why you think Big Thunder Mountain is overrated, but go on. Um, of course, <laughs> I want to do Splash Mountain again, and I got drenched at 11 o'clock at night. Not because of Must the pill. It was because of the stupid, you know, they spray you when you're... You don't, <laughs> I yeah. told you he'd huh? hate it. <laughs> yeah. It was the spray. It wasn't well, even it was the, the boat ball. ride. It was a boat yeah. ride, so and we kind of knew you weren't going to like it. So. Well, speaking of boat rides, I had something that was 25 years in the making. I had to go on Jungle Cruise. Woohoo! Uh, it was fun. Yeah. It was witty. It was interactive. It was intriguing. You uh, really have to get on mine and Jay's level. I mean, we own t-shirts with some of the things fun. that happened uh, on the Jungle Cruise. I mean, come on. It was cool. I, I didn't see the whole like little hidden temple thing coming in. That threw, I, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Must be, um, you know, I do envy you in one way because, like, it'll never be new for me again. And I wish yeah. I had that feeling. Like, I see it through Zachary's eyes and to a lesser extent Alex's eyes. So I'll still have that when Alex but, understands what's happening the first time. Yeah, but to yeah, go yeah. on that ride for the first time again would be great. Maybe I mean, that's you know, a future episode. 
what ride would we love to go on for the first time again? That'd be fun. We should somebody write that down. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I would be interested since I have only gone on it once now in in a long time. I would like to see you know since you have your tour guide how that changes from ride to ride, or is it pretty well scripted from your guys's opinion? Um, it used to be much more open to interpretation. Now the script is a little bit more uh, direct than right. they're a little more directed than they used to be. We'll say that they're a little more directed than they used to be. Okay. Um, the new haunted mansion. Uh, I'm sorry. The haunted mansion new interactive queue. I thought was was great. That uh, was the first time I've seen it. Uh, they did a, a fabulous job on that. There's there's some really cool interactive things there. I uh, won't get into the details or spoils. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I I feel like it's losing a little bit of its touch, guys. I I don't know. I feel like you're losing a little bit of your touch, but that's <laughs> I, fine. I love this that's ride. Hair nor there. I love this ride, but um, that's a good ride. You're right. I mean, it's again though, Andrew. Again, I say you've been on that ride so many times. If you could yeah. go back and go on it for the first time True. again, that's that. that that's the issue. It, you, it's nothing really new. Yep. I mean, even the scenes they've updated. Unless you've been on it a dozen times, would you even you're notice not it? Notice. Like, no, I mean, you're that's right. my thing. That's my issue with some of the rides is that while they're great and we love them for what they are, if we could only go back in time and ride a ride for the first time again, I think you'd feel differently about Pirates I, of the Caribbean. I, I, I would maybe agree. I'll tell you what I don't feel differently about after rewriting it is the <laughs> Tomorrowland Speedway. Uh huh. So well, this at least opened... you caught it that it opened. That was nice. That so was it opened the good. day I was there. So I went the day it opened. Um, guys, it's bad. It's I don't know why they. I don't. I get the nostalgia, but when they introduced Tron and whatnot, they should have just said, "Guys, it's it's gone." It's... I can tell you why it is that 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 that's a very popular ride, and you guys will see it once your kids get older. Well, both I... of my girls love it because they actually get to drive. I mean, yeah, Zachary loves it when he doesn't have to drive. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like why do we go on? It. It's like why do we go on antique car rides? Any regional theme park? It is what it is. I mean, my and, kids, you know, I like how they let the kids ride, and you just have to push the pedal. Um, it's got to be the hottest place on the planet. I mean, there's no shade in that place. This it, is true. It's and it, the, the gasoline and it's the smell. Now see. If you want to make a point to say how does that fit in Tomorrowland, I would agree with you. How we don't how we don't have electric cars on that track yet, I (laughs) don't know. But I I gotta think there's gotta be a way because you're right. It's hot as it's it's hot as Hades. Yes, score one for Hades. You would know. (laughs) Yes, it's it's terribly hot. Um, And again, it's like there's nothing futuristic about it in any way. Agreed. At all. No, it, it's it's odd. Although, if you're riding with a young child, you will be seeing a doctor in your very near future from the whiplash. Yes, yes, <laughs> the wreck and pinion steering. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> you kidding um, me? Speaking of disappointment, or rather oh, disappointed, I was you have very fun at all on this trip. You enjoyed no, the food. This wasn't. Oh man, the food. <laughs> um, no, this wasn't. This wasn't. All right, bad. Lou. Relax, Lou. But um. The playground in the Dumbo queue was closed yeah, yet again. Yeah, that conversation before. Yeah, it happens. I was disappointed because I wanted I wanted to, to see it in my kids. I wanted kids. to experience it. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but the last thing I'll talk about Magic Kingdom is the most underrated attraction is by far Monster's Laugh Floor. 
<laughs> I yes. mean, it is hysterical. It's just straight up hysterical. Uh, there was a moment where the you know the guy behind the screen, obviously, um, pay no attention he, to him. He he. He, I think he lost it. He literally couldn't control himself, and there was they went on for this joke for a good eight minutes. It, it was, I don't, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Um, moving on to Animal Kingdom and Dino Land, firsthand experience. Let me tell you, here's my problem that I'm going to continue to say. Oh boy, I get <laughs> the story now that I understand God. the story. Thank you, Bub. I get it. I see the signs. I see the Chester everywhere. I, I get it. It the amusement park area of Dino Land just it's not good. It doesn't fit. Well, hold on. I never said it was good. I just said it told the story. <laughs> hold on a second. No, I, I I'm not bashing Listen, you on that. I'm not bashing you on that. But the story is cohesive. I don't know that it's a great addition to the park, but no. it's a cohesive story. But I think I think the the, the dino date zone part is is really well done as far as you know props go and theme and goes i went into the, the the playground because when my wife went on dinosaur i took the kids in there it's a pretty pretty nice playground in there and all the restaurant theming and and, and stuff like that i'm okay with that it, it, it's just the other part I don't know. I'll really get into that again. Uh, went on Flight of Passage. Oh, it's so good. I'm so glad that's right. Number one. Uh, almost walked right on with my fast pass. So I will say, different than Sauron, which I'll get into. Sauron. Sauron? Sauron. What did you say? Where Lord, did of you jump into Lord of the Rings here? <laughs> um, it, it's more of an individual experience. So you, you can't really have a bad experience where you sit. That's all I'm going to say. Um, the safari. Kids love the safari. Uh, Bob, you got me real excited when you talked about uh, the safari uh, tour last week. Um, it, it's great. Glad I could help. Getting to Epcot was crazy. When we went through the bat, the bag check, it took me 30 minutes to get through. Um, the, it, it was just crazy. Um well, they're redoing but, all the bag checks for you at each of the parks, correct. so yeah, right. hopefully it's easier for you the next time you're there. But but what I wanted to talk about was so we got there at eight o'clock. By nine thirty, we were all we all wanted a snack, and um, I wanted to get the kids the popcorn. This was like my first or second day there, and there was nothing open. There was nothing, nothing, nothing. And I know maybe it's too early, but I couldn't get anything. Um, you couldn't get your two dollar popcorn. I couldn't get my. I couldn't get a beverage. This there, is brutal. Every stand was closed. Tell you two bucks. I would send. Um, I would send a memo. <laughs> My problem is they need to, and, I, and master staff members, and they don't even know what time these places are open. So major issue I had there. Um, so back to Soren. Like we said, the problem with Soren is it's so dependent on where you sit. Right? I was of course sat in the bottom row, all the way to the right. I it's think just, we've talked about this numerous times about soaring. You need just, to have a good seat. I think Jay's figured it out. He just asks to hold him, hold himself in line until they give him a good seat. Yep. Um, Do it every time. It works perfectly. Yeah. Next thing I want to talk about. Oh, uh, sorry. The other thing I want to talk about was Frozen, right? So a lot of people don't like Frozen, right? No. Uh, specifically, there's only one guy on the podcast that doesn't. You should. Well, you should talk to him about it. So let's let's talk about it. <laughs> What's wrong with Frozen? 
I, it's not that I don't like it. It's it's just that it's kind of very basic. It's it's not anything spectacular. So were you a fan of Maelstrom? Yeah. Oh, it's the same friggin' ride. Yeah, and, and uh, for the same reason I don't like so Frozen, I wasn't a huge fan of it either. So let's get down to the heat of it. Is you just don't you're you're sick of the the hearing about the movie? Yes, oh, yes, I will you, say that. If, okay, what they had to offer, you know, you take Maelstrom and you say now just without really changing anything, make well, it a Frozen. We skinned it to Frozen. That's all they I did. I think they did a fabulous job. I truly wow. do. I I really enjoyed it. I think that's higher higher praise than ever received for that job. But okay. <laughs> Let the record show that somebody finally likes the work they did on Frozen. I personally enjoy the ride. I think it's well done. I, fabulous is a stretch. I thought the cube was well done, but the ride itself is right. it's, the ride itself is 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 literally Maelstrom with the Frozen overlay. It's, it's, yes. that's not even that's not like me being a jerk about it. It literally is the same ride concept. Sure. Where Elsa is. The only difference is that you would go outside of the ride. I think we talked this off, it's very familiar, but you'd go outside and then come back down the hill, and the trolls would be there, and they'd throw you down the other hill. It, it, instead of the trolls, it, it's the snow geese and, and, and marshmallow <laughs> throwing. It's, just, it's literally the same ride. It, it's, it's unbelievable, but at the end of the day, I, I get that people don't like it because Frozen doesn't necessarily take place in Norway. And those are Epcot purists, and I used to be one of those until I realized that... You know what? In in all honesty, Ellen's Energy Adventure sucked. It wasn't good. <laughs> it needed to move. Okay, Maelstrom <laughs> was fine. I'm not one that is anti putting characters in Epcot or Animal Kingdom. I'm not. I think it's good. I think it helps uh, sure. with the brand synergy a little bit. I yeah. think you can overdo it. And I think right. I think that Ratatouille being in France makes a ton of sense. Yep, sure. Um, and I think that's the issue people have with it, Andrew. Is that uh, Frozen itself isn't about Norway. It, it's by definition, it's about Arendelle. I get right. it, and it's yeah, based yeah, yeah, on yeah. Scandinavian culture in some way, shape, or form. Sure, but I get if you wanted to have a meet and greet with Anna and Elsa, I'm cool with that. I think that makes sense. But to to take that ride again, I'm speaking from a strictly understanding that side of the argument. I don't agree with it. Strictly speaking, their argument is that that ride was about Norway. And I'm like, well, who the hell cares? No, no one even goes to Norway. What are you talking about? Well, I, I, <laughs> I, my only rebuttal is I think they're trying to add some more kid-friendly things to do there, right? So let's be honest. Epcot's not a ton of stuff right now for the kids. What, what do you, but I, I don't know if that's even relevant to this conversation right now, but yeah. sure. I, I'm going to sure agree with you. I'm going to agree with you, but I don't know that it is actually the reason... I, I figured it was more just to bring Elsa into the park somehow. Yeah, no, it was well, like just a said, synergy you, thing. I mean, Maelstrom was a kid's ride, too. I mean, it wasn't... It was a kid's ride, but where's the kid's appeal? There's, yeah, there's trolls. There's well, kids love trolls. Wow, it's scary ones. No, they weren't that scary. Well, the three-headed one was kind of scary, but I mean, no more <laughs> scary than Marshmallow is. They needed but... it. They needed that ride. They needed it. Why? Why do they because need it? They need it for the kid's appeal. There's nothing for them to do there. I love Epcot. But I don't understand really you on that. The kids have every... St- there's a place in every pavilion for k- something for kids to do. Yeah. Like, I... It, I'm again, talking from a ride again, perspective. Again. Yeah, but you, you're so hung up on rides. No, no, you're so no, no, hung up on rides. I don't understand. No, 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 no. No, it's not. Because there's something to do in every World Showcase pavilion, culturally speaking, 
for the kids. Okay. Okay. You right, say, oh, oh it's a place. ride. It's a ride. No, it's a screw. It's much more. I can't. I'm done. <laughs> Great. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Because I don't need to talk about that anymore. So Hollywood Studios, I do want to talk about, Jason, because I think this is turning into an amazing park. I think I think they're finally starting to, to, to hit their long-term plans and, and turning this park around. Well, not maybe turned around, because it was, again, that's a nostalgia, like Bubba was saying. There's a lot of history with the Bachelot Tour, people got angry, things like that. They started changing the park. But I think where they're going with it has a lot of potential. Now, I did do the Toy Story Land Early Access Special Ticket event, which includes full access to Toy Story Land and uh, a nice nice breakfast meal, better than I thought. I will say this was probably the best value I spent. Um, I got there right in time. I went straight to Toy Story Land, not to breakfast. So we got to do, in an hour and a half, we went on Slinky three times. We went on the Alien Ride three times. Toy Story Mania once. We saw Woody and Jesse and Buzz. Um, so I think if we weren't doing that early ticket event, we would not have been able to do all of that. Probably now, not. No, and, and the crowds were slim be because of that. Um, so I got to really enjoy Toy Story Land and see the fine details and walk around and enjoy it. I know Bob had a different experience for when he, you know went and it's super crowded right and it's hard to get around it's it's it, it feels small it feels tight um, but i didn't have that um when so again, when amber and i went we were there and we didn't do the the early access we just went when it opened for everybody and i don't think they had an early access that morning anyways um yeah. i can remember slinky dog the line was almost at the entrance to the park when we got in line holy crap yeah um granted it did move fast i will say that it did move very fast yeah, uh, I don't think it was more than a, maybe a thirty to forty-five minute wait, even when it was that long. But okay. um, I agree, it does seem a little small at times. But I mean, for what you're doing, it's it's pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is going to be if they open it up to Galaxy's Edge, right? I gotta assume right. they will. But um, we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, yeah, I, did I can go remember going over Slinky Dog and seeing a little bit of Galaxy's oh, Edge yeah. and over a couple of humps there. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Um, I did go on your favorite, Star Tours. Uh, a lot of fun there. I did go on the new Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. I thought it was well done. Um, I thought... Was it just I, a wraparound movie? So it was um, It was a wraparound um, screen, really just on the top. They have a stage in front of you where Lightning McQueen actually is there they reveal him he's full scale nice. moving and talking yeah and not to spoil stuff the main premise is, is i think bubba alluded to it once is the um from the third movie it's the simulator right so uh -huh. it's like he's gonna do a simulated race right. um and i'm not gonna tell you what happens from there but um it was it was really well done for introducing cars into a show you know the best you could sure um uh, the Disney Junior Dance Party is a fun little show for kids if, if you watch any of the Disney Junior stuff. It's a short yeah. show, interactive. Um, it's fun. It's fun. Uh -huh. Yeah, there were many a times that our uh, our girls went and we got videos of them dancing with characters. So it's fun for them because they get to actually meet and interact with those characters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that that's that's pretty much my, my trip. 
there's um, the only thing that you know I really want to I want to wrap up and mention is 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 Patreon, right? So what Patreon is? I know we we mentioned it all the time, so we always talk about it. Patreon is a way for you listeners out there to help support um, the three of us and and what we have here, Disney Guys Uncensored podcast. By donating anywhere from two dollars to whatever you feel comfortable with, and it's a monthly thing, it automatically kind of comes out of your PayPal account. But we want to kind of highlight the ten dollar tier right now, called the Imagineer. So for ten dollars a month, um, you get full access to our Discord, which is a private chat service that we have. Um, you'll get some exclusive bonus podcasts and videos. We offer a Walt Disney World planning toolkit that helps you plan your vacation. But what we also really want to talk about is what we have is called the Disney Guys Planning Guide. And what that is, is um, it essentially, once you book your trip, you can come uh, and on and do, you know, private Skype calls with us. And we can kind of tell you our tips and tricks on planning your vacation, right? So you kind of tell us who's going, who are you traveling with? And then we can kind of provide you some input where you should eat, what you should do, what rides to go to first. And that's going to be like one-on-one sessions with us that we could do multiple times or not through Skype or more comfortable. We can do it through, um, you know, a, a chat service. So definitely um, keep an eye out for that. And if you want to help support us, that's great. So with that, I want to wrap up the main topic this week and move on over to the Random House of Mouse. So I'm going to be giving a spoiler-free review of Aladdin, the live-action version that just came out this weekend. I'm obviously a fan. My character here is the genie. Um, so the the 90, 1992 version is probably what we would say is a, a much beloved movie. Um, and they did an absolutely amazing job of moving it from animated to live-action. The visuals are absolutely spectacular. I mean, you can't get a better visual feel of of Agrabah and and the area surrounding with the uh, the sand dunes and um, the Cave of Wonders was done beautifully. It really made you feel like you were there. Um, this is a Guy Ritchie movie, which if you're familiar with him, he's done stuff like he did Snatch, Lock, Shock, and Two Smoking Barrels. The man from Uncle Arthur, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, and most notably the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr., which personally I love those movies. They're they're wonderful. Um, yeah, Jude Law's in those two, right? He is. He is. He plays the part of um, Watson, I believe. Yeah. Yes, Watson. Watson that's it. Yeah. Sorry, brain farted there. Yeah, no. Guy Ritchie makes a good film. He really does, and. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are looking at this and saying, you know, how can Will Smith measure up to Robin Williams? Well, let me just say he does an amazing job. Um, He was able to not only bring back the spirit of Robin Williams himself, but put his own spin on it. And actually, I think had he done more of his own stuff, he would have been been even better because he actually carried that movie quite a bit himself just with the way he did things which honestly in a lot of movies he tends to do that anyways but um 
he had his own humor thrown in there as well as pulling in from some of the Robin Williams stuff as well. And I think had Robin Williams done a live action version, he would have done a lot more too, because I mean, let's be honest, he provided the voice. So there wasn't a whole lot of physical stuff that he did and he shined best with physical humor. But anyway, I think we have to agree to disagree that Robin Williams didn't do a lot for that movie. I mean, most of most of his lines in the animated feature were ad libbed. I mean, and if you see, it's considered like the landmark voice characterization work that that's been done. Yeah, I mean, he, he was that movie. I mean, I'll I'll agree that Will Smith was great in Aladdin. I thought the cast as a whole, and I've had some technical difficulties here with with Skype coming on and off. Clearly. Um, I, I thought the cast as a whole was excellent. Yes. Overall. So I, 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 I will say that. I had my, my issues with Jafar and I don't think it was necessarily his, his acting per se. It's just more, he was a much softer Jafar than what you had in the animated movies. Yeah, I thought he was kind of young too. I thought he yes. came across as young to be playing that character. That was one thing I did say, but he was a handsome guy too, which you know. In the, it, <laughs> well, in, in, well in, in the animated feature, it's uh, you know he's kind of a, an older gentleman, and he's kind of, kind of you know on the fence a little bit. He's like kind of, kind of flamboyant, a little bit odd, you yeah. know, a little bit off. I didn't know that they captured that quite well, but I thought the guy I don't his name escapes me, but the gentleman <laughs> that played him in the in the live action here. It was okay in the role. I just don't know that the role was written particularly. I don't think the of all the roles, I would say that's the that was the least impressive of the Agreed. roles. I thought, yeah, agree. Yep. And, and I wouldn't even try to pronounce his name. It's it's. Yeah. I would murder it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, one thing I did like, which I found a little bit of a problem with in my wife's favorite of the live actions, which is Beauty and the Beast. You actually had decent singing that wasn't obviously auto-tuned um, <laughs> uh, yeah. they they really did auto-tune yeah, the music was well the music was, the music was very well done in aladdin yes very well done i yes. had alan Menken on board uh god what the hell is the kid's name that the lyricist uh, uh he worked with the kid that did uh la la land and um uh, justin something anyway Excellent job, I thought, with the music overall. I, I did think that they were uh, the music was very well done. Yes. And like I said, there was an extra song in there that was performed by Princess Jasmine, which she sung very well and actually fit very well into the story as well. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. They, she sings it twice on, this, on the soundtrack. There's all right. three versions. There's the two split and then the one all together. Right. Um, it, it, very good song. Um, overall, Jay, I know it's fresh for me and you right now, and Andrew, you haven't seen it yet, but I mean, it's, it's well done overall. It's very well, it's very well done. Did you think, now, did you think that the monkey, that Abu kind of reminded you of Jack the monkey from Pirates of the Caribbean? Very much so. Yes, <laughs> I thought it was very similar. And I thought Raja, uh, came across a little bit Sher Khan-ish from Jungle Book as well. Yeah, I can see that. But um, Iago and Carpet, I thought, were, were excellent. Agreed. That, that one, the, the only problem I had scene, with Iago was some of his lines were kind of hard to hear. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. But I guess you're not going to get the, a Gilbert Gottfried voiceover would have would have stuck out like a sore thumb 
This is true. Um, but Iago, there's one particular scene towards the NJ that uh, <laughs> I think you know what happens. Um, I, well done. Again, yes. the effects were well done, I thought. I, I don't want to give away too much. Cause we and, and Alan Toydick yes. played that part, and he, he played it a lot more straight than he, than uh, Gilbert Godfrey did, yeah. Yeah. which hey. I think it actually worked for this. Steve the Pirate, huh? That's like right. <laughs> another another episode of Steve the Pirate. Another, another <laughs> episode of a Steve the Pirate reference, folks. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, overall, it was an amazing remake, and they they changed enough about it to make it interesting. It wasn't just a straight, you know, um, word for word move from the animated movie to the live action. They added a lot in that really right. helped change it and make it stand out as its own movie. Yeah, I think I caught toward, towards one of my trying to get back on with you guys was uh, Jasmine there did have a nice little side plot. I thought that they wove pretty well into the story. Yes. It made a ton of sense, too. It was Which I can't uh, remember if I said it or not, but I know um, that they did t- tried to kind of do that in Endgame, and it kind of pulled away from the story. It's like, how is it that all of these female characters just happen to stop right. fighting at the same time and show up in the same place? Yes, no. And no. it End, kind of pulled away game, from the they scene. beat you over the head with it. This was significantly more subtle. Yes, very much so. And the only time that it pulled me away was towards the end, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It pulled away for a second, but then as soon as you realize where it fit in, it pulled you right back, and you never right. even used it. Right. Again, they had to take a couple different tacks with the movie. Yes. Obviously. Um, so uh, again, I, overall though, I thought Guy Ritchie, it was a Guy Ritchie movie. It was said it really was. And I think that leads me to a little something in a couple of minutes that I just wanted to say about people complaining about Disney cash grabs and the nostalgia grab on these remakes. Um, it's not untrue to say that they're a cash grab and they're playing it in nostalgia because that's, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. That's clearly what they're doing. But for you to disregard, not you, Jason, but people in general, to disregard the merit of a film because it is a remake it, it is downright lazy, in my opinion. And, and, and quite frankly, it's simple-minded to say, I'm not going to see Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast or insert uh, any remake, not even just Disney, any remake in general, based on, oh, it's a remake, I've already seen that story. And we kind of touched on it earlier right. uh, about it, but... I don't want to beat you over the head with it. It's just disingenuous to say that. I mean, if you look at Cinderella, Pete's Dragon, and Aladdin, three of the quote-unquote remakes that Disney has made with some of their with some of their older stuff, they're great standalone movies as they are. You didn't have to worry about them being a Disney movie. Um, you know, this is a Guy Ritchie film as much as it's a Disney film. Yes. If you like Guy Ritchie movies, you're going to like Aladdin. It's just, listen, at the end of the day, and Andrew, you haven't seen it yet, I know. I think you would really enjoy the production design of this movie is out of control. Yes. I would say it's a front runner for costume design and, and set design for, for an Oscar. That's how, that's how impressed I was with yes. the work that they did on this film. No, 100%. So again, I just excited. think, I think ultimately, we're not in a position to tell you guys how to spend your money or what movie to go see or anything, really. We're just in a position, if you listen to our podcast, hopefully you're entertained for a couple hours a week. That's what we're aiming for. But at the end of the day, you got to give these films a chance. I mean, listen, I'm not telling you that Dumbo's great. I haven't seen it. I'm not telling you that Beauty and the Beast was as good as I wanted it to be, to be diplomatic, okay? <laughs> but at the end of the day, 
give them a chance. I mean, don't go on it just because, well, so-and-so said that it was about, you know, Disney trying to go back and do right by their, by their whitewashing in the past. Yeah, I'm sure at the end of the day, the company wants to be more socially conscious with some of these storyline changes they've made. And, and, and I'm sure Aladdin in the animated feature featured a predominantly white voiceover cast. Uh, but at the end of the day, this movie, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, as much as I, I you know, Jungle Book, they're great films to see. And you know what? It brings the kids. I, my kids love seeing these movies. Sure. Zachary, Zachary, we go out. We get out of the movie theater. And he says, "Dad, can we go home and watch? Can we watch the new Aladdin on Vudu?" I said, "Zach, you just saw it in the movie theater. It's not on Vudu yet. <laughs> Zach, it's only been out for three days." So, it's like it's one of those things that when I was a kid growing up, and Andrew and Jay, I think you guys speak, we're all around the same age. You went to these movies; they were events. Yes, sure, sure. I'm paying for nostalgia, but I get to share this story on the big screen. With my children, and that that's a big deal to me. And sure, it's nostalgic, and it's it's cheap, and it's a cop out. But at the end of the day, I've enjoyed them all. I, I some some more than others. Some more than others. Well, I think in general, just right. in internet culture is is one to point the finger and say this is why I don't like that. Right. And instead of focusing on what makes it good, they're too busy focusing on what makes it right. bad. Similar to what happened with Solo last year. We had the yes. conversation in the news segment 13 hours ago. Ultimately, it's one of those where people saw Last Jedi were disappointed. They were angry about it. Oh, this movie. Right. We're not going to go see Solo. Oh, they missed out on a good movie, and it's their fault. They did. And unfortunately, have, I don't think they're going to make a solo two, which I was so hoping to see. Right. Listen, if you want to have a, an open debate about merits of a film, fine. We can do that all day long because I think we could do that with any of the live action movies and what they did right, and what they did wrong. That I'm not saying this is a perfect movie that they made here, but it's entertaining and it's very good. It's very well done. Yes. But for you to just completely guffaw at something because it's a remake. And again, not just Disney, in general, people that laugh about the Jurassic World remakes and we're getting another sequel from Jurassic <laughs> World. Are like, oh, God. You know, I enjoy the Jurassic World movies. Sure. They're very, I mean, they're entertaining. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you're looking for here. So that's my, that's my soapbox moment. I think just give the films a chance. They might surprise you. Right. No, I, I hear it. And, I, and I'm excited to see it. Um, but with that, I think that's going to wrap up the Random House of Mouse. Um, and that's going to really wrap up this week's episode of Walt Disney World Trip Reports. Uh, so if any feedback, questions, or comments, again, always email us at thedisneyguysuncensored at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to join Patreon like I talked about a little bit earlier, remember that's at patreon.com slash thedisneyguysuncensored. Also, if you're interested in joining our Facebook group, head over to Facebook, search up the groups, Disney Guys Uncensored. And we hope you enjoy the show, and thank you for listening to The Disney Guys Uncensored. May Walt Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place.